we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be a father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Many people, leaders and business people alike, do not like change. Many of us buck against change because it generates a problem or obstacle against our normal way of doing things. So what we do is when change happens, we normally try to manage the change. But I want to talk to you today in today's episode about embracing change. Embracing change in such a way that promotes a greater success for tomorrow. Hey, welcome to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Linscott. I'm glad that you're joining me. Uh, I would ask you to do me a favor. If this helps you, you enjoy the content that's coming across, it adds value to your life. I would just ask that you give me a review on that. Share this with some of your friends on however you do share it and whatever platform you're listening to this on. I'm just grateful that you are joining me today. Many people, uh, as you can see in the title, is embracing change. Many people uh, don't like change. I'm one of those people. Uh, I walk home sometimes with my wife, Shantae, and uh, she has moved drawers in our kitchen. She's taken the flatware and moved it over to where the junk drawer is. And I go in to grab a fork or I go grab a knife or a spoon. And all of a sudden now I've got to look for something that I knew was already and where it was. And change is like that in every area of our life. We, whether it's business, whether it's leadership, our church, our family, change is not something that we all like. Very few people love change. Now, there are people that love change when it comes to, I just want to move the room around. Uh, I'd like to try something different. And, and I think those are okay, but that's not the type of change I'm talking about. Many of us have come through 2020 and we have experienced a massive change in our life. We've a massive normal way of doing things, a normal way of society, normal way of, of shopping. You know, all of that has been changed. And many people want to manage that change. Many people want to buck that change. And uh, I don't know about you, but I know from my perspective is I don't like that kind of change because when I'm used to something, I can streamline my life, right? I can get through. I know how to go through it. I know where things are at and how long it's going to take me. Have you ever been to the grocery store and they have moved the aisles around? They had bread on aisle 12 and now it's on aisle three and you're looking everywhere for just a loaf of bread. It disrupts everything about you. You were going in for two things in the grocery, but because they decided they wanted to change it, it, instead of being in there for three to four minutes, now you're in there for 15 minutes and it disrupts your schedule. I know, I know you know what I'm talking about because change is never fun. But change, what it does, it does promote success for tomorrow. And I think many times what we do is we try to pl- uh, manage our change. We try to manage those things that are are changing on a daily basis for us. We're trying to manage it and try to keep it in a box and, and keep it as close to normal as possible, the way we've always done it. And when we manage it, we prevent the success that comes with change. Why do grocery stores, think about it, 
Why do grocery stores, why do grocery owners or managers or or the marketing people that advise these the, the grocery stores tell them periodically every four or five months, change food items around? The simple process of making a change from one aisle to the next, they still hold the same product, but it's causing the consumer to spend more time in the aisles, hence buying things that they don't necessarily need. The reason is, is because now they begin to see things that they didn't actually want to go get. And they create this hunger, this, this palate drives the, the idea that uh, I need this thing. So I'm going to actually go purchase this thing. <laughs> and so that's what change looks like. I want to suggest, and I want to submit to you this, is that in everyday life, whether we are a church whether we're a business, we're a family, uh, whatever that is. If we're the entrepreneur, the business owner, we are a manager, supervisor, an employee, change is inevitable. Tony Robbins says it this way, change is inevitable. Progress is optional. And change presents an opportunity for progress. Keep doing the same thing you've always done. You're going to keep getting the same results. We know that definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. That's insane. Well, change promotes progress. It promotes success. And we've got to learn to embrace the change. And I want to talk to you about that today in this episode. Uh, and what, what I think, first of all, when I think about change and when I think about success, I wrote this down, the greatest threat to our future, to your future, to my future success is my current success. The things that I'm succeeding at today, the things that are good in my life today, the money that I'm making is great today in my life, whatever that is. As a pastor, if you're a pastor out there and then you are a leader, you're an influencer, and the success you were finding before 2020 hit in March, and now all of a sudden, what happens? You got to realize that that current success is the greatest threat to your future success. If you hold on to what you have and you never allow God to speak to you, you never allow great ideas from the Holy Ghost. If you business leaders don't allow God, the Holy Ghost, witty ideas, things to come to you to, to affect great success in your future, you'll always do what you're doing and eventually you'll plateau and you will stop growing. And I want to challenge you today that you got to realize your your future, your, your present success is your greatest threat to your future success. And so I want to challenge you that. Here's how I think about when I talk about embracing change, uh, I, I want to talk about what does that look like for me? First of all, to embrace it is I've got to stop believing that what I've always done will always work. What I've always done will always work. It's it's something we must acknowledge that it's not always going to work that way. I'm going to give you an example. As a pastor of a local church, uh, I remember growing up in a, in a church in, in the town that I pastor in today, a different church, and we used to sing hymnals. We used to open a book and they would say, turn to hymn number 334, and uh, we're going to sing the first, second, and fourth verse. I still don't understand why we didn't sing the third one. However, that's the way we would do it. And so we'd stand up, open up a book, and there we are singing the, the, the song. And then we're done. We close the book. I moved over to the church that I pastor today, and when I got a little bit older in my teenage lives, and they didn't have hymnal books. So it, to me, it was different. It was, it was uh, abnormal the way I would sing songs as I didn't know what the song was, but they had these overhead projectors. They had these screens, this clear sheet that had uh, wording on it. They put it on the overhead projector and it would look like an ET alien type thing. And it would project words onto the wall. And we would look at the words on the wall 
and we would sing them. And then it went from that to these projectors, these big screens in your churches, and we would project the lyrics from a screen using a computer, not just somebody's hand sliding it in. You know what I mean? And now today, we have these massive LED screens, and we've got all of these graphics that go with it. And the way we used to do them is not the way we do them today. That's what I'm talking about, is what is in your business, what is in your life, what is in your church that you used to do and you're still doing it? For example, are you still writing everything down on a legal pad or are you are you managing your uh, product inside of a computer system that allows you to do that? Are you using Excel, if you will, or uh, a spreadsheet uh, that allows you to just plug in numbers and it calculates for you? Or are you still getting out your calculator? And you got to realize change is great right? It's inevitable. And it is great if we'll embrace it. But if we just manage it, we're going to buck the system and we're going to lose the success that comes with that change. And so we've got to realize in embracing it, we got to believe that what what, we got to believe that what we've always done is not always going to work. And until we realize that, right, until we realize that we're never going to embrace change. Uh, What I want you to think about this, how do you embrace it? First of all, this is what I think embracing change is you got to change the way you think about change. I've kind of presented to you just for the last few minutes about the way you think about change. It's you got to change the way you think about it. So many people change, think change is hard, think it's wrong. It's not the right way of doing it. My father-in-law uh, taught me how to paint years ago, paint a wall, roll, roll her up and roll her down and, and not just little spots from bottom to top and how you start and you stop. And, and then a professional painter. Now, my father-in-law was a good painter, but he wasn't a professional. And the professional painter, showed me one time a quicker, faster, more streamlined way of painting, same technique, but it you do something just a little bit different. My father-in-law would paint and he would come back and roll down, all downward or all upward strokes, whatever that looked like. But this, the professional painter said, never take your roller off the wall, right? And it'll never leave a line. Well, I did that with my father and my father-in-law, man, he chewed me out. (laughs) This is the thing. He said, that's not the way you do it. And I thought about that one day is he didn't want me to change his process or his system of the way it paints. However, I learned a new system that promoted greater success and a faster way to, to get the job done change, we have to learn to think differently about change. It's not bad. It's not wrong. Doing it a different way is not wrong. And we have to realize that we've been indoctrinated with so many different things. I, I, I'm, For example, as a pastor of a church, I believe in the local church. I believe in attending a local church. I don't believe that the online campus is the right way, biblically, the way we do things. However, we are online. I'm bringing this to you on podcast. If you're joining me on YouTube, I appreciate that as well. But we're utilizing technology to get the word out. And I think it's important that if we would have, if I would have stuck to the mentality that we are not doing this online stuff, we're only doing in person, I would be missing the amount of people that I could reach using the online platform. This is the whole idea what I'm talking about is changing the way you think about change. Because we are held into our past indoctrinations, we hold on to that and form the opinion that that's the only way it happens and the only way it works. And the reality is this, when you and I change the way we think about it, we'll then embrace it, study it, learn it, 
utilize it, and what it'll do is present a greater level of success tomorrow because we've done these things. I should say this, not everything is up for change. So as we think differently about change, we got to realize not everything is up for change. What I mean by that, my morals and my mission is always going to stay the same. I'm always going to stick to my vision. I'm going to stick to the mission and I'm going to stick to my morals. I'm a, I'm a faith man. And, uh, I, but I believe the leadership principles that I I'm going to bring on the podcast are going to help people in any venture, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, whether you have faith in God or, or, or you don't. They're principles that we should apply to our lives to bring great success. But I don't ever, I'm never changing my morals. I'm never going to change what I believe, nor the mission or the vision that I'm going to go after. I just may change the how. And I think that's important. I think the greatest leader ever to walk the face of the earth was Jesus Christ. And his leadership was always about the mission and the morals, not the how-to. He never taught the how, he always taught the what. And I believe that's the way we should do it. I think that also the when you think about how, the how is I have four children and all four of my children, they're all grown now, but when they were younger, discipline was different for all four of them. I could not discipline my oldest, Elijah, the same way I did my second one, Isaiah, because Isaiah would not respond to the same discipline. But the morals, the reason why we discipline, what we discipline for was all the same. But we never did it how, the, the, the way we did it, because we never would get the response in discipline in Isaiah that I got from Elijah and so on through the rest of my children, right? So I think that's the reality. I think when we're thinking about this change and the way we change the way we think, you know, changing how you think about change, here's the reality is change is hard. I wrote this one down and maybe you want to jot it down, but change is hard because we overestimate the value of what we have and we underestimate the value of what we may gain in change. And this is the thing is we, we love what we have. We enjoy what we have. This is what I like. It's where I'm at. It's, it's like, man, this is the greatest thing. This is the best thing ever. You remember that when your new phone comes out and you say, this is the best thing ever. You've overestimated the fact that they did not put everything in it that you want, and it's going to come out in the next phone. But what happens is we hold on to where we are because we overestimate. Nothing could be better. Nothing could be greater in our life. There's no way we could find more success. We overestimate and we underestimate the value that I put away that thing and I pick up the next thing, whatever that is. And I want to challenge you. You've got to think about how you think about change. Change is inevitable. I want you to hear me say this. This is what I believe. Tony Robbins said this, and I, I really picked it up in my life. Change is inevitable. Progress is optional. Things are going to change all around you. In 2020, everything changed. In 2021, who knows what it's going to look like, but I'm hoping and I'm believing that it's going to be better for us because we went through some things, right? We've made some adjustments and I want to challenge you with that today. Don't overestimate what you have and underestimate what you, what the value of what you can gain if you just allow change. Here, here's a couple more thoughts. People don't, why do people change? Uh, I think of this number one or two things in my opinion, one, they have to. You just have to change because the times are changing, culture's changing. Uh, you know, those are the things. And those are the types of change I don't think people like. I have to. It's un, it's unsolicited. We didn't ask for that. And now I have to change. And it creates problems on the inside of us. And then the second reason is I want to. 
I want to change because I don't like where I am. My personal preference is I want to change, not I have to change. And I think the, the reality of that is the want to drives the motivation to accept whatever I need to find and accept in my life to present greater pro- progress in my tomorrow. And embracing change is just a couple things. Uh, just, to, just to recap for just a minute, you know, we, we've got to realize that what we have been doing is not always going to work. This is how you embrace it. You've got to change the way you think about change. And then you got to develop this. I want to change. I want to change, not I have to, because every time you have to, it's just like a child that's told no, they throw a fit. They throw a temper tantrum. Even adults will throw fits and temper tantrums when we're made to do something we don't want to do. So get past the have to and get into the want to. I want you to realize this last thing I want to point across today about embracing it is is embracing change will create great progress and embracing it will cause you to ride the wave of the new, right? The new normal, if you will, if it will help you ride the wave of the new normal, creating a greater atmosphere or attitude that presents a greater atmosphere for your team. It'll present an atmosphere for your, for your clients, whoever that is, if you'll want to rather than have to, but inside of change, here's what you have to realize. There's, there's these people that are very, very loud to your change. They don't like it. You have clients that don't like it. You have customers that don't like it. You have uh, team members that don't like it, but understand this, the loudest people are, are, are normally the opposition, but that doesn't mean they are the most. It's just a few select people that are against your change and don't allow those to keep you where you are. Don't allow somebody that wants one item to keep you where you are if you don't want to sell the item anymore, right? You've got to realize we must grow. You must grow. Our company must grow. Our church must grow. And we've got growth. Here's what growth does to me. It promotes the fact that I'm reaching people as a pastor. If I'm not growing, then I'm not reaching people. Or or maybe we can we can alter that statement and say, I'm reaching or they just don't want to listen to me. No, no, no. The gospel is good. The message of Jesus Christ brings salvation, healing, and deliverance. And if we're not growing, what we have to do is inwardly look at us and say, what's wrong and where do we need to change? Because something's wrong. The message is right. Jesus is right. The anointing is right, right? That's what this is, the anointed leadership where God comes in and helps us. But it must be something I'm doing because I can't put the blame on God. Amen. And so I just want to challenge you with that. Here's the last one. Nobody knows how good the new is until they let go of the old. This is my last point today is nobody knows how good the new is until they let go of the old. You'll never be able to embrace what the new presents until you let go of the old. You got to quit, quit looking and thinking and dwelling on what you always did to get what you got. You got to figure out what the new is. And when you let go of the old success, let go of the place that you were, the levels that you were in and embrace the new. Listen, I'm, I want to help you today. I hope it's challenging you is that you embrace the change for the new success and promotion in your life rather than holding on to what you've always done to get what you've always got. Listen, this is my thought today is you embrace it. You embrace the, the, the change in your life because we've all went through change. It's inevitable that you're going to go through change. It's inevitable that change will happen and will, will affect your life. If you have to change, you're going to kick against it. If you want to change, you're going to accept it and embrace it and you're going to run with it. Uh, I challenge you today 
to take some moments and think about and go back and review this for you, review it for your team. Uh, and I pray that this will help you. I really appreciate you taking a few moments with me today as you listen to the podcast and and uh, just affecting your life as much as I can. Uh, and I would really appreciate this. If this content helped you and, the, and it adds value to you, your team, or your life, I would challenge you. Just leave me a review. Uh, subscribe to the channel. I would greatly appreciate that. And then share this with everybody else that you know that might benefit from this or it will add value to their life. Hey, until the next time, I call you blessed and I speak the blessing and the anointing of God on you and over you in Jesus' name. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.